Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Sports Complex, afternoons 5 to 7 on The Horn. Hour two on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. We do have Texas Rangers baseball taking over at 6.30. Game seven, ALCS, Rangers versus Astros. Winner goes to the World Series, loser goes home. Both teams getting more and more antsy, getting ready for the game. Both fan bases seeming to dislike the other fan bases more and more as this series goes on. Uh, if you didn't see the Brian Abreu story that uh, Abreu has, they have upheld the suspension, but they have said it can be served at the beginning of next year. So some fans are upset about it that they think he should definitely be out of this game and Dusty Baker should be out of this game and Astros should have all got lifetime bans and the Rangers deserve to free pass to the World Series. And then, you know what? Don't even play the World Series to skim the ring. Uh, that's what some of them are asking for. Other ones are a little bit more... Uh, Easy with it, and they're saying, you know what? Uh, it, it was, I don't agree with it, but also, how could you prove that he intentionally did it? There doesn't make sense that he would have, uh, but I could see why. So, suspension is necessary, but you know, you can't prove it. So, maybe you just uh, suspend him for the next game and next season, and that's what they're going to do. So, I have uh, some Rangers fans are upset, some don't, but then some Astros fans are upset about uh, that the suspension's upheld at all. So, you know, both fan bases. Have those people in them, but hopefully both can, the game will be really good tonight. Scherzer on the mound for the Rangers. Uh, Christian Javier, who has been really good in the postseason so far, uh, but has not been, uh, wasn't great all this season, but it seems to have figured it out. He's El Reptil, got the ice water in the veins. Max Scherzer, we know he had came came back from injury on that last game. The Astros just hit well at Globe Life, but what he can he do at a Minute Maid Park? We could see a really good game for him uh, this week. So that is something to be looking forward to. For the uh, for the game tonight, the game seven happening at uh, Minute Maid Park, pregame six thirty. Uh, let's get back to your text. I do want to get some NFL talk. We'll try to get to that. We'll try to get to Monday Night Football. We'll see what we have time to get to before we get out of here. Five one two four four seven three seven seven six. You guys though drive the show, so I want to get to you first. If we got time to get to anything, we'll get to your text because you guys are awesome, and we always enjoy when you text in. Whether you got positive or negative, or you just need to get something off your chest, 512-447-3776. Uh, the show is so much better when you guys play along. And if you ever want to be a first-time texter, text in. We try to get to everybody. We don't always have time, but we try to get to everybody. Sometimes people text in. It goes back and forth. But we'll try and get to everybody. Uh, we did get a text from Bo. It says, the first quarter was great, but then the old Longhorns came back. Uh, so reality, uh, so I didn't really see anything that good. They played one of the worst defenses, one of the worst defenses, and only got thirty-one points. Which I think is why kind of one of the bigger points of this was throughout the whole week last week when people kept sending in score predictions, they would say around thirty-one. You go, I know that's kind of where we've been at all season, but it shouldn't be this. They put up twenty-one points pretty quickly, got down the field, were able to move the ball effectively, and then it just seemed to fall. The bottom fell out. Uh, you can say the coin injury at the end, maybe they could have got another score, but they get the C.J. Baxter touchdown 
uh, when they're ready to start running the ball. So it was nice to see that. But I agree with you. Uh, the script seemed really good. There seemed to be things that they were doing that was working. And for whatever reason, they just stopped doing those things when it came down, when Houston brought a little bit more pressure, when Houston's offense started to figure it out against PK and they started to be able to pick on some guys and and they were able to get out and get some some pressure in that and whatnot. When that started to happen, it seemed like the offense just also started playing worse. And I don't know what that is. That's something that has to be addressed in practice uh, to get the guys ready and and get that leadership back on the sideline, the leadership we talked about so much early in this season for this Texas team, that they were able to kind of, you know, when they got down, bounce back and be strong. And, yes, they won the game, which is great. But, you know, you need that leadership on the sideline to win this Texas offense really starts to struggle. That there's guys on the sideline, it doesn't, it can't just be Quinn because he's hurt now. So you need to have Jonathan Brooks step more into that role now that he's stepping up. And Xavier Worthy, who's a better influence on the locker room this year, it seems, to have him step up into that role. Have Jake Majors going out there and toughing it out, playing a hard game. Having all of them, getting them to come in and do that will be a big thing going forward. Dexter says, run defense was excellent. I uh, made them one-dimensional. Uh, question, was Sark trying to hit too many deep shots in the past game? It feels like Quinn has a lot of time. It would read progressions and frequently check down to running back. Our offensive thrives on quick hitters to Worthy, AD, and JT. There was points when he was doing it, the, the three-high defense that Sark that that Rod talks about a lot that Quinn Ewers it's a point where it makes it so they can kind of bracket you they can kind of be around in those passes downfield if you just miss that window it, it makes it really hard to make that throw and I don't know if he was having the checkdowns to a Jaywit uh, or JT Sanders we talked about which wasn't on the field as much and he hasn't been the same type of guy so all of those problems uh, were kind of arising. For this Texas team, but you would like to see him put in that Malik Ogbo package and, and try and get the ball out a little bit quicker. If you're having those problems, change up what you're doing and take what the defense is giving you. And Sark does have a problem with just going back to taking what the defense gives you. And he says, well, if I can't throw the ball, I'm going to run the ball. And you go, well, there's this whole range in the middle. And I don't know why you, you refuse to go into it so much, but you either want to hit the big shot or you want to hit the run and you just forget that you can hit a nine yard pass. Uh, on the drive at the in the second uh, quarter that stalled out, that it was the the bad fake field goal call, which he said it was bad fake field goal call. Uh, that right there, you you know you hit two three short passes in a row and then ran the ball twice and didn't get it going. You sometimes have to take what they give you, and it seemed like he wasn't. He kept trying to find that. Well, let's set up the pass by doing that in the middle and just keep doing that. Just keep doing it. You put up 48 points by doing – Tom Brady is a Hall of Famer and possibly the greatest quarterback of all time because that's what he did for his entire career. Whatever they gave him, he took it. And whatever it was, he could do it. He could do everything. But he would find what they gave him, and he would just take it. You have to be able to do that, and Sark, for some reason, doesn't continue wanting to make those falls when they're doing that. That's where we get uh, Dana Holgerson out coach Sark. Uh in-game adjustments are terrible. Houston was not a hostile environment. Don't fool yourself. It was bad. College football play playoff talk. Really? Dana uh, Hogerson out. Coach Sark, good news. We're still in it. Being relevant feels good. We could be the Aggies. Yeah, we could be the Aggies complaining about the calls Texas got because it was a bye week, which blows my mind. I appreciate you texting in, Aggie. I appreciate you listening. But come on. You can't, you can't be that on brand for an Aggie to complain about the calls that Texas got. <laughs> you can't be that on brand. You got to come off of it. You take a shot at someone else on Texas. Not, not the, not the refs. Come on, uh, be this. And we need to get you a name, man. You need to send in what your nickname is. Uh, you text in every day, and I appreciate it. 
Uh, look, we're going to talk college football playoffs because the number seven team in the country. So they're they're right there. They're the hot, the top ranked one loss team. They're in the talk of that. Whether we want to, you know, whether they're ready to win. Now they could be that team that gets blown out by forty eight in the first round. That's possible. That still means you get to it. It just means you're not ready to compete at it. We're not talking about them in the na- I If you notice, I haven't said national championship game. I said college football playoffs. Those are two different levels. Do I believe that they have a good enough team that they can play in the Big 12, be the best one-loss team in the country, get into the college football playoff? Yeah. Have I seen them play at a level where I believe that any matchup they get, they're going to be able to handle? No. I think there's certain teams they match up well against. I think there's certain teams that do things that they'd be able to go against. There's certain coaching styles that Sark coaches well against. But there's other I don't. So I would say I'll keep talking college football playoffs until they lose another game. But until then, one lost team, yeah, they're in the conversation for that all the time. And Dana Holgerson didn't really outcoach Sark. Sark outcoached Sark. I know that there is that, but this is Sark when he gets in his own head and tries to be too clever. Instead of just doing the things that are there, he tries to go, and then he just seemed like he just kept going down this hole of trying to find something else that worked. Like he had crossed off the plays that all worked instead of circling them to go back to him. He just crosses them off, and then, well, I don't have those plays anymore. We used them. We used them again. We, you know, He was doing that earlier in the season where he was kind of going back to plays more than he had, and you know he would change the formation a little bit, and he would change – or he would change where the wide receivers are set up. But it's basically the same play. You're just distracting the defense with different looks. And he was doing that a lot more in the beginning of the season. And it seems like he's kind of gone away from that and is now trying to throw as many different things. But if they don't work and you put three of those in a row, then you get into that territory. And really, it's you put two, you take a shot on first or second down after, and then you get a run that's not huge. Sark now, anywhere basically you're 40 on, he feels like it's four-down territory. He doesn't want to punt. He doesn't want to kick. He believes in the analytics. They were three of five on fourth down. The problem is they were also like three of 12 or something on third down. They were really bad on third down because he plays these third downs like he's going to go for it on fourth down instead of trying to get past the line, which is old-school football. He just doesn't do it for whatever reason. Uh, Creed still sucks. I agree. I agree, Texter. Creed does still suck. Uh, Eddie says Aggie's going to Aggie. It's so on brand, guys. It's so on brand. You're better than that. I, I, look, I I have friends that are Aggies. My grandpa, my grandpa, I'm, I, what's that? Makes me one-fourth Aggie. I mean, not really. I'm a longer, but I, <laughs> I didn't go to either school, so I can't claim either one, really. Uh, but no, but I, I, look, I get it. It's just you can't. Come on. Come on, Aggies. Uh, Bevo Angel says our secondary stinks. They don't stink. They're just not good at, they just don't have the speed in the secondary. They need to pick up their speed in the secondary, and they need to pick up communication. That's another thing, and it's the thing Jalen Catalong's really good at. So him not being out there, uh, that was one of the things that shows a lot, is that their, 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 their conversations and their communication in that secondary has just been really bad for Texas. It, is, uh, it has not been something that you want to see because what you would like to see Texas be able to do is communicate on a high level. You'd like to be able to see Texas know, hey, man, uh, the, this guy's going and, and having extra safeties and having extra help and not overcommitting resources to something that's not there. You would like to know when guys are getting picked that you have some backup coming up for you so they're not able to keep catching it. And there was points where they were getting crossing routes and they were picking guys, and that's what it is. Uh, if you're going to get there, and it's technically an illegal play, but it's not called, so it's not illegal, but if you have those types of things and you're still getting the tackle, they're just getting first downs, that's going to be a problem, but that's why they made the that's why the rule is there. 
So all of those things, it's not a terrible secondary, but it is also they, they need to play more to their strengths, and they all too often rely on playing that prevent and let a guy get over the top, and they don't attack enough. And the Ethan Burke injury is going to hurt their that uh, Ethan Burke is out, but they need to attack this. Uh, the defense needs to attack more. They only get three sacks in that game. You need to get some more pressure on the quarterback to help out your long passes because those passes, when a guy's getting hit or off off time, all of those are things that you need to start working on. What's your take on Malik, and how do you think he's going to do uh, starting for Quinn in the next couple games? I'm curious to see. He's got a cannon for an arm. That dude can, can lace a ball. His passes look good. Uh, the question is going to be, does he build up his rapport with with X-Man and with A.D. Mitchell? Because that's going to be a big part of the game. J.T. Sanders, you'd like to see him get in there too, uh, but we need him to be 100% healthy for that. Uh, I think he'll do really well with Gunnar Helm, uh, but uh, you kind of want to see him get that timing down. They may play Jontae Cook more now just solely in the fact of, you know, if they have a better rapport playing on the twos together. But seeing those guys, what he can get out there, and when he gets a little bit more comfortable, seeing how he reads defenses, see how play, Sark's play calls. There's a lot I'm interested to see of this. I would not want to do it against BYU if I had the choice of teams on our schedule. But you know what? That's what you're going to be going up against. So let him go out there and get some practice, and we will see. Uh, I'm very curious to see what Malik Murphy does, but we just don't know. We just don't know until you get on the field. We won't know. Uh, tired of seeing linebackers and secondary being out of position Tech Secretary have been out of position 75% of the year. I don't know if they've been out of position so much of their fault or that the play call puts them in there. They play zone on a lot of plays that you prefer them not to play zone. Uh, they do kind of back off. Sark talked about it. We can play the clip tomorrow. Uh, uh, Sark talked about you know that he really wanted to be a, a much more pressure defense team and have his secondary play up on the line and bump receivers and take them off of timing. And over time, they've just really not been able to keep up with that because – you know, they've had injuries to some of their quicker guys. They've, you know, gotten blown over the top too many times. The safeties have been creeping up. And they, just the play calling has not favored doing that style of defense. And they need to figure out a way around it. Uh, I don't know how much they've been out of place as they've been put in positions that they were not as easily able to win. Uh, we get uh, Victor, the voice of Nelson Field. Uh, Patrick, thanks for your sports takes. Really like your show, man. I wish they'd give you more time. I'm good. Look, hey. We get this two hours once we get through Rangers season, uh, which maybe is over tonight. Maybe it will be World Series next week, but uh, for the rest of the week, we'll be on for two hours a uh, day. By one, by as one person, it's a, it's a lot. Once we get into NBA season, you may not. If you're not a basketball fan, I'm going to talk a lot of basketball. We get into NBA when we get into uh, college basketball, but I'm going to keep talking NFL and football because I know that's what you guys love, and and, and I love it too. Uh, big cheesy Steven out, <laughs> Steven out, Coach Sark. I like that one. I don't know what Cedric Baxter has on coach, but it feels like he goes in the game every game. Offense slips a beat. I think Brooks should be in all the time, and Baxter may even be third or fourth series. I agree that I don't like Baxter in on a lot of – I get why they're putting him in in red zone too because they're trying to figure out that red zone. So it was kind of weird to see him in some big plays where I thought you could use him in plays that weren't necessarily as important. But I think that is – uh, they're trying to figure out, well, let's give them different looks. And if we put in a Baxter, they don't think it's a run. And that Baxter run that he got uh, that was a touchdown, I, Houston really didn't think that was going to be a run play. And then also Baxter, they're, they're getting him to run a different way than Brooks too, which I think will be a big thing because he's trying to kind of run how Brooks runs. And Brooks is a very patient runner. 
But if you can change that up and put in Baxter and he just runs to the hole and just hits where that hole is supposed to be, you can kind of change up the looks that the defense is going to get. And I like that kind of thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Kerry from Georgetown says, uh, Texas beat Houston 49 to 28, uh, tech beat Houston 49 to eight. And we're lucky we escaped with a win again last week with everyone that was having us cover. Uh, I said, I'd be careful to not go over, uh, go in over our skies again. You sound like my sister always giving excuses instead of realizing reality. I don't know what I'm not realizing. They're, they're the number seven team in the country. That's a fact. It's not, it's not a not realizing. I understand that there's issues with this team that need to be fixed. But I, I also understand this is something. When we compare teams versus teams and, and this guy did this on this week and that guy did that, it's, it's somewhat not the biggest factor. We know Oklahoma didn't, wasn't great last week against UCF, but we played them, and I can tell you they're two different teams. Like they're, I get it. D1 football is at a higher level than a lot of people give. Power five teams, and people for some reason think they're garbage. Like they're like, oh no, Westlake High School will go be a power five team. Westlake High School will lose by 70 to any power five team because they're just that good. They're just really, really good. So against Westlake, it's the fact that power five schools are really good and they have really good players on them. Now they just don't have the depth and they don't have the the the, the facilities and the coaching. And so you don't have enough of those good players. But Donovan Smith is a really good football player. And if you let him take over, like we said on the pregame show, to not let him take over, he's really, really good. But they let him take over. And those kind of things are annoying. Uh, Oklahoma Greg says, Sark gets arrogant with lower tier opponents and tries new stuff as practice for his team because he knows uh, we're going to win anyway. Uh, that's what these types of games feel like. But he didn't. The, the, the script worked. The Sark script worked. And then it went downhill. And if he knows in the second half, you come back out in the second half and go, oh, okay, this is why their offense is struggling. Chief Engineer says, want to see the defense and secondary play fearless. Some uh, seem like everybody really, uh, everyone is really tight, hesitant. I put that on coaching. What's our shot caller in the backfield? Uh, it, you know, so normally you like it to be a, a linebacker. Jalen Ford has not been the greatest at uh, diagnosing running quarterbacks and a little bit more worried for that. By the way, I kept telling you that Donovan Smith was going to try and not run the ball a lot more because they've had a lot more success of him uh, not running. They've had more success passing, and that's what he did. They wanted to pass the ball. That It worked. Uh, and I think Sark kind of went into the same realm as a lot of fans did, that Donovan Smith's going to run the ball. We know that what DJ Dylan Gabriel did to us, so we have to worry about that. But he didn't. He didn't run the ball. So, uh, you know, that's – I think where you like to see – you like to see him realize, hey, this is when his stats are good. You, you want to get him moving. If he's in the pocket, he's really good. Chance says BYU is going to be tough. Grown men cannot – uh, they, they cannot drink and have sex. They're going to be single-minded on Saturday. Yeah, they can't. They do, but they can't. I agree with you. Uh, Scarlett says, I'm too mad at the Longhorns, but I always say uh, Wimby looks really good. Look, I get I get that this is a hard week. I, I was getting in trouble with the people I was watching the game at because uh, I was being negative, and they're, you know, you're putting it on the negative. The reality is that was not a good game. It's one game, and you need to learn from it. 
You did not have a great game against Oklahoma. Your offensive and defensive line was not there. Your defensive line played well enough against Houston. Your play calling did not call for more plays, and you can't expect uh, against Power 5 teams to continually get natural pressure. Your D-line's not that good. You're still recruiting that D-line, right? So you're not, you can't expect all of that. What you can expect for this Texas team is you can't expect that Texas should come up with he and Rod B. Texas should and uh, continue to get better and better. Texas should be able to continue to improve. Texas should be able to start to figure out some of these red zone problems, and I think they are starting to figure them out. Now, you need to get them figured out sooner rather than later, but if you come out and you say Texas sucks now, they're not going to do anything, what are you going to say if they win all these games? And they are improved from last year because they are becoming the better team. What are you going to say? What are you going to say when they close out those games? I'm going to choose to err on the side of I have to watch all these games. I'm going to root for this Texas team. I'm going to choose to decide on the fact of not being miserable every day of the week going into this BYU game, and I'm going to hope they fix some of these problems. Maybe they won't, and maybe I will have to eat my crow, and this Texas team will lose the next three. But I think this Texas team still has a lot of hope. I'm excited to see what Malik Murphy does. I'm excited to see what this Texas team does. We didn't get to NFL talk, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it tomorrow. We'll have a full show tomorrow. Uh, giving you up to Rangers pregame here. Big game. ALCS. Game 7. Go Strohs. Have fun, Rangers. I wish you luck, but not really. I want to win. I'm still too competitive, guys. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks for everybody in the text line. Be safe. Be kind. Keep your underwear clean. And we'll see you right back here 5 o'clock tomorrow on the Sports Conference.